0: Dude, really? The Carabao Cup?
1: Well, I mean, it's on, so it's something to watch.
0: I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I just, there's got to be something else on. Then, uh, the, the teams don't even care, do they?
1: Well, Jurgen Klopp may not, but, you know, it's better than watching The View, I guess. But, like, Liverpool obviously wants out of this competition now, but here's an idea stop winning. You know, and they also wanted out of their new balance deal, which they did get out of and now will be a Nike kit heretofore. And then I was reading about Liverpool's YouTube revenue, Bo. It's it's absolutely insane, like almost seven hundred fifty thousand dollars of revenue from YouTube a month. That's that's quite unprecedented.
0: That's almost what we make on this podcast.
1: Yeah. Well, in in their case, it's a lot of Terminex ads before Sadio Mane highlights.
0: Let's make a podcast. (laughs) All right. All right, well, welcome to Sound System FC, and you know, MLS playoffs, Lawrence, uh, Final Four is now Final Two.
1: Yeah, enthralling stuff in the conference semifinals, and now we know that Seattle will be hosting Toronto FC on Sunday, November the 10th. We will have a preview show of the MLS Cup coming in our next edition, but I gotta tell you the way that uh, Stefan Fry shut down LAFC, that's a topic we'll hit next time around when we do our MLS Cup preview, but... This is the story, and the way that the Sounders beat LAFC in Los Angeles was impressive, and they just loose. They're feeling good. Uh, Rui Diaz was uh, very on point. And then Toronto FC taking out the defending champs, Atlanta United, in the ATL. And I guess, has the concept of a Bradley Bradley MLS Cup not happening hit you in any way? Because I covered the Bowl the Ravens 49ers <laughs> Super Bowl in New Orleans. And uh, that was just a lot of family talk. But Bob Bradley, not this time to be in this MLS Cup against his son, Michael, who's on uh, Toronto FC. But that, that might have taken over the storylines. It really might have.
0: I, I don't know. You know, I, I I want to get excited about this. It's a little hard to because I feel like the marquee teams, the teams we wanted to see play all year. I mean, I look, Atlanta, Atlanta, the defending champs, I don't know why they lost all the press other than the fact that LAFC was so dominant this year. But I wanted to see Atlanta play LAFC. I thought those were the teams. And, and you know, I always hate it when you see pundits talk and they're always saying, well, you know, they're not playoff ready. They're not ready for the playoffs. The playoffs are a different season. You hear this all the time, especially with, like, NFL teams. And you're like, dude, come on. It's they, They're they athletes. They're ready to play. I mean, they know, they know the importance of these games. But honestly... Uh, maybe maybe they're right. Maybe they're right because uh, L.A.F.C. and Atlanta just weren't ready for the emotion of these games. They weren't ready to step up uh, and play. Play these. You know, L.A.F.C. was almost a letdown. It was like as soon as they beat the Galaxy, they were like, "Well, this is ours to win it." Uh, they didn't play very inspired football. It showed, uh, and. You know, I hate to say it for the MLS, but uh, all their storylines are going away. I mean, I said uh, the other week, you know, once Zlatan left, it quit being important to me. And uh, it sounds like Zlatan's comments uh, are kind of saying that about the whole league. Now the league is kind of waiting on edge. Will he return? Will he not? Lawrence, how important do you think he is to the brand that is MLS?
1: I'm worried that he's antithetical. To the brand. And it's not because of his ability and it's not because of his relative age in the world of professional sports. I, I feel that the star of the MLS last season was the fan base in Atlanta, the hype depot. That end of things at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, packed to the gills for an MLS Cup last season. I mean, I think the excitement is the participation of fan bases right now, the 3252 of LAFC. I know that sounds strange that it's not players, but it's the scene that seems well, to be can't. a big deal. And that not being the scene for the MLS Cup, an LAFC Atlanta uh, meeting at the Bank of California Stadium. That's not to be. I mean, it, now let's be completely honest. Century Field will be rocking. Sounders fans have been amazing over the years. Uh, Brian Schmetzer uh, really consolidating what it is to be an excited Sounders fan. But here, it's not one player that's going to make this league move forward. We've never really seen that happen in any tangible way. And the fact that there's three dudes that you'd be talking about as legitimate MLS MVPs this year, uh, not just Laton, but uh, Carlos Vela and Joseph Martinez, you know that it's it's star power kind of interspersed throughout the league, but also the fan bases really are kind of the bigger draw if that makes any sense
0: well I, okay so that 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 puts uh butts in the seats right that that will sell out venues is is the atmosphere but what is making people tune in what is me making people watch like i made sure that i watched every galaxy game i could this year because i wanted to see zlatan right i want to see martinez play for atlanta because he's so exciting you need these marquee players for people outside the market to tune in and watch and there was something about Zlatan that even though he tries to delegitimize the talent of MLS there's something about him that legitimizes the talent of MLS and now I think the question over the offseason is where is he going to go you know there was this whole rumor about Spain it turns out it's probably more of a marketing deal that it is a move to La Liga because uh, I, I, I see nowhere where he fits there uh, he could fit in Syria. Um, I think the time has passed for him to fit in the Premier League. Uh, I think he'll come back to MLS. I think he'll come back to the Galaxy and give it one more go because, honestly, I don't think, as amazing of an athlete as he is, I don't think the wear and tear of the Premier League or the wear and tear of La Liga he he can be up for uh, at 38 years old. I think MLS is, is a great place for him to be. He'll do one more year. And, uh, you know, it'll keep the league exciting past that. I I, I don't know, man, you're, you're, you know, you're cheering for jerseys. You're cheering for, and I guess maybe that's what it's supposed to be, right? It's a team game. You're supposed to cheer for teams, but I, I, I don't see the electricity that I see when it's, when it's Zlatan on the field.
1: Well, this will be picked back up as we know more about what Zlatan will be doing or perhaps gleaning more. Plus also a preview of the MLS Cup on our next edition but uh Liga MX roaring with some surprising and, and fun outcomes bo uh we will talk obviously Premier League La Liga and Serie A a little bit later as we do our European soccer roundup but uh really right now it's a one nothing win by Veracruz so over big. Puebla it's 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 stirring things up and it's actually our highlights right now at Sound System FC That is both Twitter and Instagram, where you can see this exciting victory coming. The uh, Tiburonis Rojos getting it done. There's so much to talk about with regard to this. We on our last show kind of talked about all their troubles. Now, victory.
0: Yes, well, it's still, trust me, that that team is still a mess. And when I say it's a mess, I mean, it's beyond comprehension, right? I'm not going to say anything bad about their ownership because I rather enjoy the freedom of my life currently. But let's just say they, 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 uh, that one win does not fix everything. In fact, it fixes very little. However, it's still great for the players. It's still great for the fans. Uh, it's still great, you know, to even be at the bottom of the table, but at least have a win, at least get three points. Uh, Puebla, uh, I'm sorry that that that's your worst defeat of the year. Uh, but you know, forty over forty games of uh waiting for this win. It, it it's gotta be sweet, no matter how terrible and toxic your team is.
1: Well, give me a second here to break it down for what it means historically. I mean, you're talking 430 days and 41 games between league wins, and maybe the only equivalent in North America that we can point to that makes any sense in this regard as to how big this was is looking at the NFL and losing streaks of the past. Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers in the 70s after they became the expansion team, going on a horrific losing streak that spanned two seasons. The Detroit Lions, after Barry Sanders had left, I think like John, Kitna was the quarterback in the uh, late 2000s, had some serious losing streaks. The Browns are the ones that were winless for 630-something days, but there was a tie somewhere in between, like they're 132-1. and For losing streaks in the NFL, you're talking 29 consecutive losses, and that's the Chicago Cardinals of the mid-40s, but that was during the war and but, they kind of like merged of them these... with the Steelers. Something weird. But you're talking about historic losing streak here that Veracruz overcame.
0: Yeah, but I, the, the reason that there's really no parallels is because in soccer, there is relegation, right? And 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 with this team, it's not even relegation. Like, will this team continue to exist? You know, the thing is, is League MX needs the teams. They want 20 teams. Uh, and... It's kind of slim pickings when you get to the bottom. And uh, Veracruz is there. They did get their win. But, you know, they're still at the bottom of the table. Another team at the bottom of that table, near the bottom, is probably the most popular team in Mexico. Guadalajara, Chivas, the goats, not being very goat-like. They've struggled the last couple of years, Lawrence. And uh, I guess the only real difference is the fact that Chivas will never be relegated.
1: Well, that's the thing. You don't want to be living in that Puebla, Veracruz, Juarez zone and be that popular. But let's look at this weekend ahead. I mean, if Chivas can't beat Toluca, would there be at any point an insurrection of any sort in Guadalajara with regard to this is just not acceptable anymore?
0: Well, I mean, that's that's how it's been for the last year, at least. You know, this isn't acceptable, but, you know, the fans can be as mad as they want to be. Um if you're not winning, you're not winning. Uh, you can spend more money, you can try to go get players. Um, but you know, you can fire your coach, but every time you fire your coach, you hit that reset button, right? You gotta figure out a new strategy. They it, it's gonna take time. You know, other teams and other leagues get time to build. I mean, look at the 49ers. Look at what they're doing now. I mean, undefeated after a string of terrible years. So, I mean, there is hope for Chivas. Like I said, luckily with Liga MX, they'll never be relegated. Even if they were to finish by even if Veracruz suddenly wins three games this year and and Chivas doesn't get it together and they're the last place team. I mean, they, they look they're gonna pay a fine, they're gonna work the work the, the uh the shadowy deals and and they're gonna stay in the league. So, you know, at least they do have time to recover because they don't have to worry about actually being relegated, but but the fans in Guadalajara, well, I mean, they have Atalus. I mean, you know, they have at least at least they have a team they can go cheer for. Uh, but you know, you usually don't go and uh, support your crosstown rivals. Other big well, games, though, Lawrence, you're you're kind of looking at. Uh, you really want to see Santos play. You want to see how they do against Club America.
1: Well, the Apertura winding down brings us to Match Day 17 of the 19, and um, Santos with uh, what 15 matches played, atop the table with 30 points right now. Again. Ca, but uh, going into the weekend, twenty-eight points with sixteen played. So this is kind of a you know a key match here. Nicoxa is also at twenty-eight points, but with uh, what like Furch and Lozano both combining for like sixteen goals right now for Santos and Ca. You've seen them eking out wins recently. Uh, Pueblo, you know, w- one of those. Uh, a big match day seventeen ahead, and this to me would be. One of the defining matches of the season, Bo.
0: It will be, and I think this is why they went out and got Ochoa, and I think this is where Ochoa will shine. This is the kind of marquee game that Club America has been waiting for, and you know that's the thing is is the tournament as they, as, as it translates is so short. It is only you know going to be twenty games, nineteen games. You know, Ochoa's got to be ready. He's got to be ready to play. And uh, I think he will be. And I think they will beat Santos. But Santos has looked very, very good this year. Now, Nacox is the other team that has spent time at the top of the table. Uh, But they got to close it out this week. They have to beat Pachuca. They have to beat the Gophers. Los Tuzos, if you will. Uh, They really need that win. And, you know, uh, Pachuca wants to get... Uh, out of that mid table realm that they're in. And so that'll actually be another really exciting game because, you know, these teams they want to be in that final tournament. They want to be at the top of the table. Uh because being a mid table team in Liga MX is is not good for business.
1: Well, one mid table team that we should keep our eye on is Monterey. And um the big question before we hit the break, Bo is can Veracruz make it two straight wins and take down Monterey?
0: I uh, there, there. I mean, I don't want to. I was almost said there's going to be riots, but after in the last couple of weeks, we'll we'll, we'll temper that and just say uh, don't don't lose to Veracruz. I mean, I, I'm I'm happy that they won, but uh, I don't know what's what's worse, what a loss will do to Veracruz, or what losing to Veracruz will do for your club. But uh, let's take a little break, and we'll come back with European soccer. See what's happening across the pond.
1: Welcome back to Sound System FC. Lawrence Scott here with Bo Byerly. And we hit North America again up front on this show because we've got an MLS Cup coming and Liga MX is raging on with some great storylines. But now the big storylines for what is the spotlight of the world. And and really, La Liga, Bo, is at the top of that. I I think we should just get straight to this European Soccer Roundup. (laughs)
0: La Liga. That's right. Ooh. Here it is, man. Big stuff. You know, finally, uh, Madrid showed up, and uh, so did Barcelona. They came out, and uh, maybe they saw Leicester. They were like, oh, people like it when you come out and dominate poor teams, and that's exactly what happened. This, uh, you know, I still want to blame it on Zidane because I got to hear your new jam. So let's start with Madrid.
1: Blame it on Zidane, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's Look, right. Madrid can you blame finally him? oh my god. I mean Madrid finally gets the win, a dominant win. They have been winning. I mean that's the thing. They're still at the top of the table and if they play like they did this week, you know, I I think they'll be okay. I think Bale will come back. Uh he will be strong this whole Zidane Bale relationship. You know, every week it's something new. He's leaving. No, he's back. No, Zidane is gone. No, he's back. You know, I I think Bale will come back. I think he'll be strong. I think he'll be a help. Uh, Still waiting on Hazard to do something. But the person who gets lost in the tabloids, the person that we don't hear a lot about, is Kareem Benzema. And uh, he is the dominant force. It's funny. I'm starting to see now on every, you know, soccer website, people are like, oh, Benzema, Benzema, Benzema. It's like he's been there for years. And he's been one of their best goal scorers for years. And every time he shows up and has a game like he did this week, people are like, oh, did you know Madrid has another player's name's is Kareem Benzema? Yes, they do. And he is exciting to watch. And him and Sergio Ramos and Marcelo and the old guard of Madrid that everybody thinks is too old or past their prime, they're still going to put it together. They're still going to get wins. And I think they're still going to challenge for the top of the table. But the top of the table is being held by what is the best team in the world, and that's Barcelona. And to see what they did against Valladolid, uh, Vidal coming into the game, lots of rumors about where he's going, if he's going to leave, if he's going to go to Inter. Uh, Vidal had some great goals. One off a perfect feed from Messi. And and that's the other thing, Lawrence, is it gets lost in all of the press because we got to talk about Liverpool. We have to talk about Man City. You have to talk about Neymar. The greatest player to ever play soccer. The greatest player in history. I, more dominant than, than I think you could say Michael Jordan was or Babe Ruth was. It's Messi. And Messi had two goals and two assists in probably what was one of his best showings in the past year and if you get a chance to watch him play, if you get a chance to watch him play in a La Liga match uh, you have to do it. You have to figure out a way to get BN Sports whether it's through Fubo or Fanatis or whatever crazy backwoods telecom ripoff whatever way you can do it Go watch the Via the Lead game. Go watch how Messi plays, and you will see why everywhere you go in the world, you see kids wearing Lionel Messi jerseys because he he is magisterial, as Ray Hudson says. He is magic, And, and this game proved it. Yeah, do what
1: you have to do. I mean, whether that's getting a DVD in the mail from AOL, putting it in, and getting your MCI modem hooked up, and and, and somehow reaching Compuserve, you you've got to do that. In in all seriousness, when you talk about the greatest player, you've also got to talk about what's the greatest league going right now, especially as a competitive league goes. I mean, the top six teams separated by no more than three points, the top ten teams below that separated by five points. Barcelona and Real Madrid riding the ship, but let's put for a moment Atletico at twenty points on the table right now. They're two back of Barcelona in the spotlight. When you look at if they're real challengers in this race, kind of here we are with just you know ten ten or so games in. Is Atletico making their mark, Bo?
0: No, they're not yet. But that's the beauty is is they haven't hit full stride and they're still in the hunt. You know, All Black is still the best goaltender in the world. Uh, Diego Costa has the right attitude, which is weird saying that about Costa because he is such a such a mess. But he has the right attitude. Even when he got pulled from the game, uh, got substituted, when they scored, he was the first guy off the bench cheering. You know, that one-one draw, they really needed that win. But the draw just shows that they do have a fight in them. Joao Felix will be back, and when he gets back. Uh he's gonna be ready to play. The youngster is so dynamic. And Simeon doesn't panic for somebody as emotional as he is. Diego Simeon is is calm in the sense that he knows that this is going to be a long season. And really what matters is the game coming up. They're gonna play Sevilla. Chicharito scores his first goal for Sevilla. You know, Javier Hernandez, such a huge North American, you know, following to see what he's doing at Sevilla, much more dynamic than he was with West Ham. And so when they play Atletico, I think that's really going to tell us who is that who is that third team? Who is that third team that's going to battle Barcelona and Madrid for the top spot. But also, you know, as 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 Wagner used to say about Arsenal, you know, that fourth place trophy, you know, getting in the top 4 is also very important getting in Champions League is also very important. You know, Granada uh didn't look great against Getafe, but you know what? They can string together some wins and then we have a team that just joined the league, just joined La Liga and they could be there. They could be in Champions League next year. So, a lot of exciting football in La Liga. You have to be tuning in. You have to be watching. You have to see what Barcelona's doing. I, I would say the only fault I see in Barcelona right now is they haven't figured out how to use Anton Griezmann. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't know if Griezmann's overrated. Uh, I don't know if Barcelona needs another playmaker. They need maybe some defenders. If you remember that Liverpool game, maybe they need somebody in the back helping out PK. Maybe that's more important. I mean, they seem to be doing fine with Griezmann coming off the bench and running around, and, uh, you know, Suarez and Messi are just like, they. I mean, there was one point where Griezmann was wide open. I mean, Lawrence, you you could have probably scored that goal, and uh, they, they just don't pass to him. You know, I don't think he's fitting in. Could that change? Well, you know, as I always say to my kid, uh, winning fixes everything, and it's like if Barcelona keeps on winning, I think they're going to figure out how to get Griezmann involved.
1: Well, in some cases, winning doesn't fix everything because in the Premier League, Liverpool keeps winning at such a clip and all the various competitions that now there's scheduling conflicts. But let's just look at the league right this second. Liverpool six up on Man City, Leicester uh, and Chelsea third and four fourth as it stands right now with 20 points arsenal and crystal palace rounding out the top six uh with man U and the blades lurking in the shadows but you look at uh the big storylines and uh, last weekend the christian pulisic hat trick that was exciting Violent. stuff let's go let's do it
0: yeah i mean you know it's 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 good it's good to see him do it it's good to see the young man perform Right, that's what they're gonna say. Oh, the young man has finally performed. You know, he's up to the snuff. You know, it wasn't that good of a team. Um, he did have a great performance, but I'm still not a hundred percent sold on Christian Pulisic being, you know, this great Chelsea forward. I think he's just one in a group of people who could have done. Mason Mount could have had that hat trick as well. Um, so I'm not still a hundred percent sold on. This is the right place for Pulisic. I'm glad he got it. Maybe with the confidence that he now has, and he is—he is really young. Maybe with the confidence he has now, maybe he'll come out and do more. Um, you know, he came off the bench in the Carabao Cup, I believe, and—and and not that anybody really cares about that, but it was a good scrimmage. And we'll see how he does this weekend. We'll see if Lampard gives him more—more uh, more time. But you know, something else you got to think about is—you know—we were talking about Liverpool and the amount of games they have to play. When you're a Premier League team and you're playing in a European league and you know there's all these nonsense cup games, you're going to play a lot of games. And maybe this is a good thing for Pulisic. Maybe it's good that he isn't playing all the time because I don't know if his body is ready to play that many games. Um, you don't see any of the other superstars on English teams playing every game you know and and I don't think he's ready for it and I also think that coming from America coming from the United States and yes he played in Germany and you know yes he spent some time in England when he was a young child but like Americans are not used to playing that many games playing all the time I mean look at our college soccer season it's like 15 games you know it's like a it's like a high school football season so I don't know if his body is ready for the wear and tear of a full Premier League, European League, Cup League schedule. And so maybe him coming off the bench some, starting some, playing about 50% of the minutes, maybe that's not a bad thing for his development.
1: Well, we'll see the fun ahead as they face uh, Watford at Watford uh, this weekend. And uh, some of the other things to keep an eye on are uh, some of the other matches. You've got Arsenal hosting Wolverhampton and... Man, I'm I'm so excited to see what the the wolves can uh, muster there. Because you've said it, Arsenal is on fire.
0: Oh my god! I mean, I those are two teams that I thought would do better. I hate to talk bad about your wolves, but oh. uh, maybe maybe the team that that can survive this game will be on a path to uh, getting that top six. Uh, that, that's really what they need. Arsenal needs anything. Arsenal will take anything. They will take any win. Just something. Something to take the heat off of them. Uh, I think it's interesting that, the the to me, the real highlight is going to be Crystal Palace versus Leicester. And that's coming off Leicester's amazing win last weekend, Lawrence.
1: Oh, let's get into this deep. Because this week, Man City hosts Southampton. And uh, Man City will not get Hassan hootled, I'll tell you this. But uh, Leicester... With the 9 0 win. We had done our taping, and then it was a Friday match in the evening in the UK. And, and Leicester at Southampton at St. Mary's is just like so dominant. It was insane. It seemed like FIFA settings had been switched to like the simplest settings, and somebody just went to town on Southampton. And it, it was. In some ways, disturbing. I mean, you, you asked yourself at a certain point, who's meaner, Jamie or Rebecca Vardy? I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, it just, it kept getting worse and worse. And, and, and it wasn't as if anyone wasn't playing for themselves or for their club or for their manager. It was like a fever dream. And yeah, I just I- wonder what, what does nine nil mean? Like if well, you had to put it in football terms, is it like a touchdown plus the two point conversion each time? Are you talking about like a 72? to nothing victory in a football game i mean it, it it was just so astonishing
0: yeah but i mean they look a team of class a team like man city i don't think would do the same thing as, as lester did i mean look if you want that comparison to american sports uh the other day alabama plays arkansas with a backup quarterback they're up 41 to 0 at halftime does that mean Alabama could have beaten Arkansas 82-0 to if they wanted to? Probably. I could see that happening. Ohio State, even in the uh, Jim Trestle era of really not caring what the rest of the world thinks about you, you know, they could go out and put 70 points on a team, but they'd have the third-string quarterback playing. You don't quite get to do that in soccer, but there is definitely an ability to slow up. There is an ability to say, like, this is not our opponent's day. We're going to prove that we're a much better team than them. But, I mean, even going back to the La Liga matches, like, could Barcelona have won their game like that? Probably. Could Madrid have done that? Uh, Yeah. I mean, even Madrid, even with the holes they currently have in their program, they could have done that. So, you know, yeah, it is a, it is a historic beatdown. But I think it tells me more about where Leicester is than it does about where you know, where Southampton is.
1: Well, then you have to look at one other match that I just think will be just bruiser bloody on the Premier League fixture for this uh, coming weekend. Uh, The blades of Sheffield United hosting Burnley because that's where the rubber meets the road. That will be rough and tumble. Uh, a couple other things to keep an eye on, too, are Everton just falling apart, hosting Tottenham on Sunday. Another
0: team that loves to fall apart. That'll be, uh, yes, the fall apart cup. That's what they should have. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: going to be something to keep an eye on as we head into the weekend. How about added time we come back and do a little Serie
0: Yeah, let's do it. All right, jumping back in, and yes, there is something to European football past La Liga, past the Premier League, and if you have ESPN plus, you've already soaked yourself in the fine waters of Syria.
1: It, it has been very nice to dip into those waters. And you think of the Champions League loss to Man City that Atalanta suffered five to one. But in league, in the Serie A, they... Uh, are five points back of Juventus, uh, twenty-one points on the table right now with ten played, and uh, a recent draw against Napoli, getting a lot of attention, scoring a ton of goals. Are Atalanta they're leading Serie a with thirty goals in these ten games that have been played. Their uh, differential is large, um, but are it's they the class race. of the league? Does it does it matter? Or could they a, could they be there at the end with as well as Inter has been playing and as well as Juventus does play?
0: It's a two-team race. It's a two-team race. It's what's going. To, is it is it this new Inter Milan team, or is it Ronaldo? Like those teams have set themselves apart from the rest of the league, as far as I'm concerned. And you know, I I also look at Inter in the Champions League. Like they have done an excellent job with this new team, and Lukaku is starting to find his form and. You know, we keep on hearing these rumors in the January transfer window. Everybody seems to maybe be going to Inter Milan, and I I think that would be incredible. I think Inter gets one more player, Ozil. Um, let's see who else says has been rumored. Uh, it would it would be exciting if they have one more player. They're a better team than Juventus. I mean, you know, Ronaldo, the boy. Those guys can only do so much. And if Inter gets that one more piece, that one extra piece. They've already proven they're better than Dortmund in the Champions League. Uh, they've proven they're better than the rest of Serie A. Uh, they did lose to Juventus a couple of weeks ago, but uh, like I said, a January edition, and, and they win that game.
1: Well, the other thing to keep an eye on, I had a little Thursday night football a Halloween edition at San Siro and AC Milan avoiding a very frightening scare to uh, lowly Spal winning it one to nothing and with that top three ten. points ac milan yeah that top 10, ten, no, ten. It is good stuff because otherwise it starts to get really sketchy for ac milan
0: yeah i mean uh you know i think that's good for them they 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 gotta play lazio and then then they gotta go to juventus look in november they have to play juventus and they have to play napoli Uh, If they can get through those two games with maybe one loss and a draw or two draws, uh, I think the fan base will will give them a break. I don't see that happening, though. I see them losing those two games, and I see them falling out of the top ten, and I see Milan's problems continuing to stack on top of them.
1: Well, they on Sunday will host Lazio, but uh, you've got on Saturday some nice matches to keep an eye on. AS Roma hosting Napoli, uh, Torino with Juventus visiting, and Bologna with uh, Inter coming to the house. Saturday's the day to be watching the Serie A on your ESPN Plus or your ESPN News for uh, your Roma-Napoli match. But uh, if you're on the uh, Pacific time zone, get up early. It's a 7 a.m. deal.
0: Yeah, well right over the Alps and, and the Bundesliga, you know, you want to talk about a competitive league. I mean, that's the one thing they have going for them. And, you know, Bayern Munich has yet to be number one. You know, this is usually about the time that they are up by five or ten points and they run away with the league. But uh, Gladbach still actually having a pretty good year. You know, they did lose the other week uh, to Dortmund. That was a game that I really felt was a must win to establish themselves as a top two team, but they have Leverkusen coming up. Uh, you know, and I think they win that. They have a pretty good stretch in the month of November. If they can beat Byron Leverkusen, I think there's some easy games, Union Berlin, that they can come through and dominate. And uh they're gonna be sitting at the top of the table. And that's not good for uh you know Byron. Byron Munich is supposed to be the dominant team. You know, the joke is is they are to the Bundesliga as PSG is to Liga. And right now, they're not proving it. You know, they're no. number two, but they should be doing a lot better. The Bergs
1: are kind of in the hunt as well uh, Freiburg and Wolfsburg. And they both, as it stands right now, are ahead of uh, Dortmund. But, you know, you're right. Bayern Munich is not. Establishing the kind of dominance right now, and that's like the La Liga race—a very tight race where there's a variety of teams separated at the very top by just three or four points in the standings. Again, you know, we we lay claim to that. We understand it's nine games played thus far in the Bundesliga, uh, yeah, but
0: we're, we're one it's month enough away in. from. Yeah, we're one month away, in, in a month it, on December first. When we talk, we could be talking about any of the top 10 teams in Bundesliga being in first place. You know, when the number 10 team has 14 points and the number one team has 19 points, there can be some major swings happening in that league. So, you know, it's coming to ESPN soon. You still got to use your Fox Sports app or Fox Sports Soccer or God knows what to watch your Bundesliga games. But they are entertaining to watch because no matter what game you're watching, you know that one of the teams... Is in the hunt for a top four spot.
1: Well, let's end this show with one final thought, and it relates to uh, the recently aforementioned PSG and Neymar ever reuniting with Barcelona. And this story this week, it, it it was a little bit odd, and it kind of makes, you know, Griezmann, I have to imagine, feel like the odd man out if uh, President Piquet is saying that, you know, no, we would have uh, rearranged things and fixed salaries so that Neymar could have returned. W- what would that mean? And could it happen? And would it happen anytime soon? Neymar heading back to La Liga and joining Barcelona again?
0: Well... If Neymar goes back to Barcelona, I mean, that team, when it was Neymar and Suarez and Messi, I mean, that team was dominant. And that's when Neymar was at his best. And that's when Messi's at his best. Messi's at his best when when he has options. Messi does create. You know, he's just not Ronaldo. He's just not a goal scorer. Even though he is a prolific goal scorer. Even though he is an amazing taker of free kicks. Even though he could be the best goal scorer in the world if he if he never did anything else but think about that but you have to remember that if it was just assist messi would probably be the assist leader in europe you know if he never scored a goal he would still have a bigger contribution to his team than anybody else in la liga and when he has options other than suarez and suarez has has come alive in the past couple of weeks If he has Neymar, if he has arguably the third, fourth, fifth, at least a top 10 player on one side and a top 10 player on the other side, you're not going to stop that. And so is Barcelona willing to do whatever it takes to get Neymar back, even though, you know, Neymar, of course, comes with his baggage? Of course they are. Of course they are. Griezmann is not that kind of player. I, I, I just don't think he fits in. And, and that's okay. That doesn't mean that Griezmann is not a great soccer player. That just means he doesn't fit into the system. And it's almost like you have to have that greed. You have to have that Suarez greed, that Neymar greed of wanting to, to, to put the ball in the back of the net. You know, and and I think if you put the big three together, uh, that's a Champions League winner right there. However, I think that PSG has a really good shot at winning the Champions League this year with Neymar. And so what are they going to do to keep him? I think this rebirth of Neymar, even though he's been injured, but you know what he did at the first part of the season this year with PSG, uh, kind of overcoming the hatred that a lot of the PSG fans had, I, I can see PSG opening up the wallet again, doing whatever it takes to keep Neymar because I really feel like that PSG can make a run. PSG with Kaler Neves and goal. Now they have a real goaltender. Uh, you know, them and Barcelona both look like final four teams in the in the Champions League.
1: Love it. Let's end this show like uh Ginduzi uh, tackling Zaha. Let's just, just abruptly with with, <laughs> with let's just let's just end this th- with Bo Byerley. I'm Lawrence Scott. Thank you so much for joining us here on Sound System FC.